Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bees Knees Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben and Brittany, and if you haven't already, please download this episode. And make sure to check out the link in the description where you can find links to our socials and Discord. Happy listening! We like talking about movies and TV, or TV and movies, cause we're the Bees Knees, oh yeah! We're back! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it has been so long. Since we've recorded an episode. We really just were like, we hit a hundred. Let's take a break to collect ourselves. peace out. (laughs) Well, it was more than just like collecting ourselves. Like I decided to go back to school. I kind of went headfirst into the gym. So (laughs) I've been. Life's been busy. (laughs) Like all the time. Um, But yeah, I really missed it. Like I missed talking to you, I guess. (laughs) like it's been a long time since we've just like sat down and just talked i mean i talk all the time (laughs) but i feel like sitting at the desk recording it forces you to listen to me and respond to me and i like that (laughs) ouch um it's funny because there's so many times that we're talking and we have we're saying something we're joking about we're just like that would have been great. That would have been great if we had recorded that so other people could hear how funny we are. Yeah. I mean, I think that I'm freaking hilarious. <laughs> There's so many times that I say stuff and I'm just like, the world is really missing out. <laughs> like, I just need to have a like something on me all the time to record all these funnies. Oh, like, man. damn it, I'm not the Kardashians. When I was a teenager, I had like my group of dumb guy friends and i swear at at least once a week if not like once a day we would say like we need to have a jackass style camera crew following us around Mm -hmm. because we say the stupidest things we do such ridiculous things and at the time like just dumb humor was the thing yeah so you saying how like there's so many times it's like oh the world would be great like when i was a teen I genuinely felt that. I was just like... I still feel that. What do you mean when I was a teen? Like, I'm here going to be 30. And I'm just like, guys, I'm so fucking funny. You have just brought out something huge. What? You are like... Oh, that I'm going to be 30. You are Mm. not that far away from dirty 30. Yeah, it's gross. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) As somebody who's already passed that milestone, um, it only gets more bleak. I just don't understand. Like, and I feel like we talked about this when you were turning 30. There's so much pressure on turning 30. I feel like there's more pressure on turning 30 than any other age. And maybe that's because... I'm only just approaching 30, but I don't remember this pressure turning 25 or 20. And I don't hear yeah. about it as much from friends who are getting to be their mid 30s about like the dread of turning 40. So I don't know what it is about turning 30, but I just feel like there's so much pressure. And it's like, it's really just that acknowledgement of like, I'm not a kid anymore. There is nothing about me that is even young adult. It's, it's pure adult. adult and it's, I think that's it. It's just like letting go of the excuse of being a child. 
It's like by now people expect you to just have everything together, to know exactly what you're doing, where you're going, what your plan is. And it's just like, but I don't though. Yeah. And it sucks because the older you get, the more it's just like you're 30. Double that is 60, Mm -hmm. which is, it's not like the most common, but that's, that's an age that a lot of people die at. You're halfway to a lot of people's death age. Gosh, you're so much fun. I know. So, but I'm just saying, like, as you get older, this grim, like, what are savings? What is retirement? And you have that realization of, oh, there's so much stuff I have not prepared for. Yeah. Or I have minimally prepared for. So I have always considered myself to be a bit of an old soul. (laughs) And I just naturally, (laughs) I naturally connect with the older people that I work with. So like the ones that are going to be retiring soon, they're my favorite people at work. (laughs) And like I have one in particular who is like I often refer to as my work mom. Like I tell her everything. She gives me advice. She comforts me. Like when I told her that I made honor roll this past semester, which like guys, I made honor roll this past (laughs) semester. Like I worked really hard and I'm proud of myself. But anyway, I told her and she told me she was proud of me. And I don't know that just like that felt so good to hear that she was proud of me because it's like she's she's really when you think of it, she's my coworker. She doesn't have to be proud of me. She doesn't have to think of me as anything else than that. But the fact that she's like, look at you going out, doing this thing for yourself, trying to better yourself, improve yourself, make goals. And you didn't just accomplish that, but you you surpassed any expectation and made the honor rule. And you worked hard at it and it shows. And I'm proud of you. Anyway, she is in her last year. She's retiring in 2023. Like Ooh. the fall, she's going to be retired and she was talking about her RRSP and um it's just funny because like I responded with RRSP what's that like just (laughs) just being a millennial yeah I'm excited to go to work and tell all of my coworkers that you've made honor roll because just like you have your work mom I have my work wife a 60 year old Polish man okay (laughs) (laughs) Just to tell everybody, you said work wife, and that's the first time I've ever heard you use that phrase. So I was a bit taken back, like, the fuck? Who's your work wife? Who is this bitch? And it's uh, just some old man. 60-year-old Polish dude who I every every step of the way I've been giving updates. There's been a whole crew of people. There's one guy who was even taking a singular class at the same school as you. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really excited to go back and be like, God, honor roll. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's going to freak out and love it. And they're just going to be so happy for you. That's so sweet. Yeah. Everybody is invested in your future. Wow. So don't disappoint them. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> Being 30, a lot of pressure, like succeeding very well at school. For all these people that I don't know. All of these people. A lot of pressure. <laughs> I'll do my best. And here I am with minimal pressure. No, uh, like n- nothing really weighing in on things. Uh, I have caught four shiny Pokemon though. That is a huge accomplishment. Listen, growing up, I, I'm going, I'm going full nerd for a minute in the sense that I'm talking about Pokemon. Yeah. Um, growing up, I played Pokemon as a small child and I 
grew up with it. Every new game, I got it and mm-hmm. I played it and I played it over and over and over. And after the game was done, I just walked around. Yeah. And like, the goal was to catch a shiny Pokemon. I think it took me 15 years of playing. Yeah. To catch one. And because of the joys of the new type of gameplay everything instead of having to find the things and encounter them they just all show up yeah so you can see them and it's incredible and i've got four that's very exciting for you (laughs) um like i also played pokemon as a child you always say that like i played pokemon as a kid as if like i don't know what that's like of course i was on a completely different like spectrum as you like my priorities weren't the same And I didn't have the, like, pleasure of having all the new games all the time. I remember having a Pokemon game when I was a kid on my Game Boy. And I played that thing a lot. And I loved experiencing all the things and training my Pokemon and battling. Like, those things were really just fun for me and they're very fond memories of like playing in the car but then them not having lights so you have to see between street lights and oh traffic my lights. god yeah like and that is something that i relate to but me not having the knowledge that you have always had like i wasn't invested in it in the same way as you in like collecting the knowledge and knowing all the pokemon's names and knowing all their types and being very strategic about it. Like, I was just like, this is a fun game. These Pokemon are cute. I like my pixelated little guy. <laughs> I pick the cute ones I like. <laughs> like, I just played for fun. And I no, I've never been the one to pick things that are cute. Like, I've always liked things that are tough that will fucking wreck you. Okay? <laughs> I remember there was a time we were playing and we were nicknaming our Pokemon as yeah. we went. And you caught a Geodude named Tuffy. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I caught, I caught a fire type and I named it like char or like scaldron or something and you're like i got a geodude named tuffy like okay i still named some cute stuff (laughs) they just i like to have tough things like i'm very fond of dark type i'm very fond of dragon type but i had no idea what shiny even was until we were married and i remember you catching maybe it was your first one maybe not do you remember what my first one was I don't remember what it was, but a Zubat? It was, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I remember it because it was like a huge moment for you. And I was probably sitting there like, the fuck? You just caught a fucking Zubat. Like, I have no idea. So it makes me wonder because I have never caught or even seen a shiny in my gameplay. And it makes me wonder as a kid, being stupid and just not knowing the logistics of anything of what I was doing. You caught a blue Psyduck and thought it was a glitch, so you released it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it very well could have been. I could have seen, who knows, maybe like the most rare, the most impressive. And I was just like, cool. <laughs> like, my game's fucked. Look at this. It's all yeah. like weird colored. I probably didn't even pay attention to the color. <laughs> it's funny because you're just like I like all the tough things and I'm just like which ones are pink which one like give me the weird like goofy looking boys yeah uh, I I was so frustrated because all the promo art and also this stuff came out and there was like promo images of this little like coin ghost and he's just a little guy yeah I know and I was just like oh my god I love this little guy I'm going to get him. The Pokemon's name is Gimme Ghoul. And I was like, 
that's Gabagool. <laughs> <laughs> just running off of just Michael Scott trying to be a tough mob guy. Like, give me the Gabagool. And I was just like, that's Gabagool. And maybe I'll catch a second one and name him just Low Guy. Low Guy. And he is unfucking available in the game. Yeah. It is like you have to catch him inside of his little chest, but I just want the little guy. See, I I remember you being very excited about that when you saw that that was one of the new Pokemon, and I was just like, okay, like I just I just didn't get it. <laughs> I still don't get it. And then the evolution when you're like, look at he evolves into the che- the cheese string guy, and I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> This is what you're excited about. Okay. Like I was less excited about the cheese string. I just like the little guy. <laughs> and yeah, you can't even get him. You can only catch him in a chest. So uh d- disappointed. Uh game is still great, but that's a fucking disappointment. Yeah. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit because I feel like 30 is big for me and, and like I know you've already been there, done that big whatever. Number, yes. But very big number. This is like is about me right now, okay? <laughs> and um, I'm still approaching it, so we needed to talk a little bit more about that. As someone who has felt the pressure of turning 30 mm-hmm. and surpassed that, like, how do you feel now? Like, now that you're you've kind of gone over that hill of like reaching 30, you're done, been there, done that. Do you feel like more relaxed? Like, do you feel like the pressure has eased a bit? Do you feel like you can kind of calm down like you've accepted your fate or like what accepted my (laughs) or like what like i want to know what i have so to expect i think you're asking the wrong guy but i am you know that isn't great content so i'm going to give you uh my best answer i suppose (laughs) okay um so turning 30 i don't think held so much pressure for me did it uh exaggerate the impending doom of being (laughs) old did i wake up with a weird just like ache in my back uh a weird like crick in my neck absolutely i did and has that gone away since a year (laughs) and a half later no absolutely not um so that's something to look forward to. Okay, you saying that though, like I've already leaned in on the back pain 30-year-old jokes. Like after Christmas, over Christmas, I sat on the couch way too much. I didn't go to the gym <laughs> at all. And my body was just like, the fuck? Where we go from going to the gym every single day or like four times a week at least to just sitting on the couch in this weird croissant-like position for, like, <laughs> nonstop for a week just or two. let me be bread. And so I would stand up off the couch with hip, like, lower back hip pain, and I'd be hobbling around the house, like, half bent over, like, at a 45-degree angle <laughs> because of my back. And I'm just like, oh, guess who's turning 30 this year? Back pain's already set in. And it's just like, I've already, I'm already using that. <laughs> so the point is, it's just going to get worse. So just keep yourself limber. All right. Um, pressure, I, I really can't speak to that because 
I think that's a you problem. I I wonder if it's a female problem. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the woman card here for a minute. I mean, you're you're approaching, you know, that age where a woman's body starts to change <laughs> oh more God. rapidly. Like so, I, I mean, I, I guess can't tell the, if you're being ironic. The biologic. I'm talking of menopause. Oh my God! What the? You're fuck? approaching it quicker. I'm what? I'm just saying. Yes, you're 30, but that's just coming closer what, and closer. Okay, what age do women reach menopause? I don't know, like 35. Are you fucked? <laughs> yes, it's like 50 or something. Oh my god, I did not expect you to say menopause. See, I, I was thinking more along the lines of like making like a second so, puberty joke. No, like societal pressures. Like, I was thinking about societal pressures and, like, beauty expectations and being youthful and, like, the ideal image of a woman is this youthful, no wrinkle, perky breasts, like, being. And, like, you always hear the stereotype of, like, men leaving their wives for younger women. Like, I feel like this is something that's been, like, put on women specifically to remain youthful and to, like, cling on to every little bit of youthfulness and I wonder if that's why you feel the pressure. I'm feeling more pressure than you. Well, if it makes you feel any better, um, despite your ever approaching onset of menopause. Oh, my God. You look fantastic. <laughs> uh, this girl is a gym rat. I feel like you are going to hate when I'm actually in menopause and like the changes <laughs> like you think that i think that periods are bad but i don't even want to think about the hormonal effects of menopause i'm like, excited for when know. you get a hot flash and turn the air conditioner on and i'll be like finally it's cool around here it's about damn time. yeah it only took 40 fucking years <laughs> <laughs> again like <laughs> okay um so i reaching my 30th I kind of, like, I want to make a spectacle of it, but at the same time, I don't really have a lot of friends. So, like... <laughs> I, like okay, I can't laugh, because... Same. You, ha <laughs> you have infinitely more friends than me, because, like, I can't even say you have double the friends, because double zero is still zero. You've got me. <laughs> <laughs> Not for very long if I keep making menopause jokes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> So in wanting to make a spectacle of the whole thing, yeah. which is another added pressure that I'm just putting on myself because I'm like, I'm oh, going to be 30. I have to like do something big. I have you to go have somewhere. You got to have a big birthday blowout, 30, flirty and thriving. I feel like it's the last like opportunity, you know, like I'm still youthful enough to have <laughs> a crazy party without just being like immature or something. You'll you know? only minorly hate yourself for the next week. Yeah. Instead of society hating you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it made me remember, like, in the summer, we went to Toronto for our anniversary. Mm. And and it just made me remember that we were in Toronto the week before Harry Styles was in Toronto. Yeah. And I was, like, devastated for a week because <laughs> I was, like, if we were there, like, I know we weren't, there's in no way... 
that we were going to be able to go to one of his concerts. Like, we looked yeah. into it. We can't afford that. It's tragic. <laughs> but I was just like, but maybe I could have seen him on the street. Like, maybe I could have just seen, like, God. just a glimpse of him, you know? And I was just so sad because it was just like the stars weren't aligned and I missed my opportunity and I'm never going to get that opportunity again. And I was, I was very <laughs> sad about it. Very yeah. sad. I'm not going to lie to you. There were other things about that weekend that were more upsetting than your missed opportunity with an, for an imaginary meetup with Harry Styles. I don't think there was. There's nothing. <laughs> and then, so then I remember us coming home and me being like, oh, this is devastating. And then also reading online about how people were going into crazy debt. They got like evicted because they used all their like rent money on tickets. And then for some crazy idea, they were like, this is Harry's fault. Yeah. Like, I'm in yeah, debt. that. I'm in debt now because Harry's tickets were too expensive. But it's also like I'm sitting there, I'm reading this and I'm thinking like, okay, I very much so wanted to go see Harry in concert. I think you I, would have sold an organ to be able to go see Harry. I would have loved to be at the very front and have him interact with me like I know that he does. And there like those tickets cost an obscene amount of money. Like we would have to take out another mortgage or something. <laughs> And did I want so desperately to be able to do that? Yeah, I fucking did. But did I do that? No. And I and I I cried about it for a long time. I'm not going to lie. I cried because I couldn't <laughs> do it, but I didn't do it. So to like then be like it's Harry's fault. Be like back up, girl. Yeah. Back up. Bitch, bitch, no. You saw Harry. What the fuck are you complaining about? <laughs> <laughs> sure, I have my house, but I didn't have Harry. So, like, <laughs> back up. I might have a, a, I might have a roof over my head, <laughs> warmth from the cold. But you had Harry. You had Harry. Oh, man. That, that, was, that was a lot of emotion for you. I just remember, so we went to Toronto for our anniversary. And I was just like, hey, babe, we're going. We're going away to the city. We're going to watch Cirque du Soleil. Mm -hmm. And you were just like, wow, that's that's fantastic. That's like that's not something you get to do every day. Well, I've here. always wanted to go see Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. And I was just like, and babe, babe, I got you, babe. I am doing this for you. So the morning like we go to Toronto, we get a hotel, we go out and about. I. I wake up the next morning after just kind of like the day on the town mm -hmm. and I am like, okay, I'm going to get our tickets all ready while we get dressed and we can go get lunch and stuff. You were in the bathroom getting ready. I'm just like, oh, fuck. Fuck, babe. No, I fucked up. I fucked up. I, like, I was almost crying. I was like, babe, I, I've fucked up our anniversary. I've ruined this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what are you talking about? What What is going on? I think I actually already knew. Like, I was like, you didn't get the tickets or something. I was like, I got the tickets. I paid for the tickets the week before. Yeah. Cirque du Soleil is now in southern United States. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was on tour. Yeah. Through Toronto. We were, we didn't have tickets. I had tickets for last week. 
I've ruined our anniversary trip. It was it was a big thing. Yeah, but I, being such a level-headed <sighs> individual. Which is so bizarre because nine <laughs> times out of ten, a crazy situation happens. You are just off the handle, like overthinking, worrying, stressing, trying to like process it all and just overstimulate it. And I'm just like, daddy cool. This time though, I was just like, that really sucks. But you know what? We're here. Let's just find something else to do. And we did do something else. And that was still great. We did do. Yeah, we had a good time. We missed Harry Styles, though. That's the point. That's 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 the crucial information that I want people to take away from this. We, we, we didn't miss Harry Styles. Harry was never a part of the equation. But he could have been. Our timing was just off a little bit. This is borderline delusional. Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> anyway, maybe eventually, someday... I will get to see him and I'll be way old then. I might be like you know 35 and going through menopause. <laughs> there it is. 25th. Not 20. 35th birthday. That's what I meant to say. I just had mm-hmm. brain meltdown. 35th birthday present to honor your transition into menopause. <laughs> I will get you tickets to see Harry. With one condition. What? You have a sign that says, Harry, I'm going through menopause. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> but you know he would embrace it with love and kindness. I wouldn't even be that close. No, front row. I would not be. There's no way. Anyway, yes. Harry has been up to a lot this year. I feel like this is the year of Harry. And, well, it was. This is the Yeri of Harry. I feel like it was the year of Harry. And uh, he was in a couple movies. And a lot of people had a lot to say about that, too. And you and I tend to go into movies lately with high expectations for things. Like, when we are going to see a movie, when we're investing that time, we expect the very best of that movie. Yes. And so I don't know if my opinion is purely biased, delusional, or because the internet made me think that it was going to be just god-awful. But I did not find Harry to be the problem in Don't Worry Darling. And I found him to be quite moving in My Policeman. Oh, My Policeman was an excellent movie. I We were both weeping and sobbing at the end of that movie. And I was just like, this is so beautiful. And touching and moving. And I I would like to think that I am not the type of person that would say, this is a good movie. This is the best movie. Just because I like the actor. No, the story was good. Yeah. It was a good movie. I, hello, darling, or hello, darling. Hello, darling. (laughs) Don't worry, darling. Florence Pugh, everybody knows. She's wonderful. She's amazing. The story, though, was shit. And. And listen, we can take the words directly from the director's mouth in an interview about a different director. When a movie is bad, it's the director's fault. Mm -hmm. Olivia Wilde made a bad movie. Well, and also, 
I the yeah there were some directional things that I think like why did she what was her artistic vision for this but also like just the story in general like I feel like they focus too hard and like oh this is going to be such a head scratcher in like a tenet kind of way but then it just wasn't yeah and it just was just like well that was dumb <laughs> yeah when it got to the final bit I was just like what the fuck I don't like it <laughs> But, no. um, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there because we do tend to talk about movies and TV yeah. and I love Harry and I, everybody knows that. So I'm just like, let's talk about these movies that he was in because he was in them. And then also there was those like pictures of his concert and his arms are just like amazing. A hunk a hunk of burning hair. And we're just like, he's getting like real jacked. Like he's been working out. Is this from Marvel? And like, I don't know because the Eternals was kind of a flop. Eternals was a flop. I doubt they're doing any more. Um, I don't know if his character is going to get any traction in the MCU because in the comics, he's kind of a sex pest. Mm-hmm. So it's like if there's any character to uh, to be... Like, maybe not that one. Right. So, I don't know. I but, guess we uh, can wait and see. But um, all we can hope is that people will see uh, my policeman. See, uh, he he's... I'm not going to say he's a great actor. No. It's not his thing. He is a musician. But he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way I could go into it and perform like that. No. But uh, he did good. He did well. Yeah, and he did good. <laughs> if if somebody out there says I want this guy to be like a, I don't know. I'm just thinking like I don't know why I'm thinking like if they were to remake Grease, yeah, he could be just like the British uh, Travolta. Danny, that's the one. <laughs> He's the one that I want. I just don't like. I feel like they already kind of redid Grease. Do you remember? Yeah, that? forget about that. I'm just saying, like, I could, I could just see him with like a tight black T-shirt rolled up with like a. Well, that's because just... he did Grease for Harry Ween. Well, there you go. That's his audition tape. Is that why you're thinking that? Maybe. Okay. Again, I just want to throw this out here. Okay. First, I was a week early to maybe like cross paths with Harry in Toronto. Yes. And then for Halloween, I was planning. On being Sandy. <laughs> I was. I was just like, I could be Sandy. I could wear the tight, like, black outfit, curl my hair. Like, it'd be so dope. You I just would need have, a leather jacket. You would have matched your boy. And then I just didn't have the time. And Halloween, honestly, usually we invest a lot of time. <laughs> I invest a lot of time planning. We did not. And this year, it just, like... I don't know what happened. It was just like I blinked and then Halloween was that morning and I was like, fuck, what am I dressing up as? Barbie. It was just like, it was like, what can I do so last minute? Throw on a bathing suit, be an aerobics instructor or something. So that's what I did. But I had said so many times leading up like, oh, what are we going to be for Halloween this year? We could do Sandy. We could do a grease thing. And then I was like, when are we and where are we going to find leather jackets that we like don't really care about? We don't want to spend a lot of money on getting like actual leather jackets. Yeah. So and honestly, I wasn't really about spending a lot of money at all. (laughs) So I was like, where am I going to find these outfits? And I had been to Value Village quite a few times and thrifting and trying to find stuff and couldn't. And then to find out that Harry 
was doing Greece. <laughs> it's just like, could you imagine if I actually was able to pull off the Sandy thing and we were just on the same page? It's like my mind's blown. The I'm thinking like Harry. You were mentally on the same page as him, I think should be enough. At, at at the very least, I was on the same page as like his costume designer or director and was like, this is what you're wearing for Halloween. He's like, oh, cool. I'm Harry Styles. <laughs> at the very least, I was on the pa- same page with someone that had something to do with Harry. And that is enough for me, except for not because I didn't actually do it. Oh, and do you want to talk about another thing that uh, expectations were different than the the product? Yeah. Um. Well, it was another example of things just like not at all going to plan. Like the kids had gotten some books that were duplicates for Christmas. Mm. And I don't know if it was just like because of the way the holidays fell this year, but I felt that I didn't really have a whole lot of time off from work. So trying to navigate when we could go to exchange the books was kind of difficult. So we had planned like on new year's day which i said to you don't you think that the bookstore will be closed hey ben, because... you big dummy it was probably a bad idea <laughs> i was like don't you think it'll be closed because it's new year's day and i think it's a holiday but then yes yes, yes. and google told yeah, me yeah and so you looked it, it up was open and google had said that the hours were the same and i was like okay you know what like it's at a mall so they're open for boxing day which is like technically a holiday so i was like okay didn't think anything of it we get there which is an hour drive for us with the kids and everything and it was closed and it was closed so i googled it again and it had different it said new year's day hours closed but it did not say that the day before when i checked it before we drove yeah oh that was so frustrating (laughs) and so then i was crabby and cranky and just like you know, like smacking my steering wheel around, just giving well, it what for. It was just because like, great, we drove all this way for like nothing and we'll just turn around <laughs> and go back. So I'm like, no, you know what? Like, let's just make the most of it. We're here anyway. Again, like we drove all this way. Let's just, we, there's got to be something. Like the theater is yeah. never closed. Now, it's open was, on Christmas. There was a three stage redemption to this day. Yeah. Step one, get some Starbucks. Yes. Because we basic bitches. Love our Starbucks. We basic bitches up in this hoe. Yeah. Um, Get sushi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then get movie. Yes. And so it's just like, well, what's playing right now? So That we, the kids can watch. Yeah. So we like Google it and the only kids movie is Puss in Boots, which I didn't even know there was another Puss in Boots movie. N- neither did I. And we, we went in. The pre-show always has something about the movie you're about to watch Mm -hmm. and it had this really weird like almost anime-esque fight scene between puss in boots and like a stone giant and i was just like god i don't like that it's probably going to be really poorly done yeah and that was my expectation going into the movie well one puss in boots yeah a spin-off sequel of a movie from 2001 (laughs) yeah and honestly, Puss in Boots itself, like the first one, the first solo movie that there was, it like wasn't that great. Like it wasn't an awful movie, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, what a great movie. I want to watch it again and again and again with the kids. Yeah. So I was just like, whatever. Like I asked that we asked the kids were like, 
do you even want to go watch Puss in Boots or do you want to just like have some sushi and we'll drive home? And they're like, no, no, like we want to go watch it. It'll be fun. So we go into it and already like our expectations are low. Like there's the floor <laughs> and then there's our expectations. Yeah. Just like just slightly a popcorn above it. kernel sitting on the floor. <laughs> Like, I didn't expect it. Like, I wasn't going into it thinking like, oh, my God, this is going to be painful how bad this is going to be. But I wasn't going into it being like, I'm going to enjoy myself. I was I w- like, this is something that I'm going to just grin and bear it for the sake of the children. I was going into it thinking this is not worth admission. This is not worth the popcorn. This is not worth all this candy. <laughs> and oh, boy, were we wrong. I loved it. It was a fantastic movie. The story was really good. The villain was really good. I am a sucker for a good villain. And the Big Bad Wolf was a big, Oh, boy. Amazing. Like, we are both really, really fond of villains. Like, in a good villain story. And this movie technically had two. But the one was just like, this is just like a bad guy for the sake of having a bad guy. There's no redeeming qualities. He's just, he is what he is. He's just a dirty, rotten no good bad guy but then the wolf was creepy and oh, like the whistling the scythes it was it was amazing and like i was actually worried because i'm like oh shit the kids are gonna be like especially our youngest she can be a little bit of a scaredy cat and so i'm like oh she's gonna have nightmares like this is not good and there was another kid in the theater that was crying every time he would come on the, the screen so i'm like Pussy. shit like we're gonna have to deal with this later but right now holy fuck i'm loving this yeah. and then one of the first things i said to you once it was all over was like i really liked that animation yeah the thing that i was most concerned about how is just like so i was just, when i was in that initial thing i was just like the frames are cut out, mm-hmm. which kind of increases the motion, but probably helps cut back the budget. Yeah. And I, was, and I just thought, oh, this is just low budget. Yeah. But they did it for effect. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it was a great way to cut the budget. But um, but it, it worked. It didn't feel cheap. It no. was just like a stylistic choice that fit. And it felt more dramatic. Yeah. And it felt, it kind of had like, a cheesy western feel like a like a comic-y kind of yeah nature to it but like it worked so well and it was so good and i just like i really enjoy it it is an it is a movie that i would watch again for movie night when it's available on like netflix <laughs> or whatever because it was really good and you want to know something we 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 were worried about our youngest being afraid right yes and then not a single word like she didn't say anything they both really enjoyed the movie they said like he was kind of creepy but like they weren't like afraid yeah then we watched matilda the musical the other night (laughs) send the kids off to bed whatever we're like oh fine now we can watch something like you know a little bit more mature for the adults like not that like we enjoyed matilda but like we want to watch something for us now and the little one standing behind us like i can't sleep I'm going to have nightmares because of the mean principle. It's like, that's what you were afraid of? (laughs) What? That's not even the principle that I grew up with in my Matilda, okay? Now, that was something to be afraid of. (laughs) Like, this one sang songs. That's a step up. That was what she was afraid of. Not this terrifying wolf. 
this like yeah. principal that sings some songs and threw a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can say what you want about uh, I think Emma Thompson, but she really didn't have that uh, you know uh, villainous uh, oomph that the the OG principal had. Yeah. Why don't you guys let us know your thoughts on you know the various things we talked about? Um, hit us up Instagram, Discord. Catch us up on what you guys have been doing over the last few months that we've kind of been MIA. Oh, and follow our TikTok too because Ooh, yeah. Like I said, I think we're we're really funny. <laughs> and I think that we post some just comedy gold there. <laughs> I have it on good authority that a 7 and 9-year-old think we're very funny. Well, there you go. You can't beat that. Thank you so much for joining us this week at the Bees Knees podcast. We're so happy to be back and we will talk to you next week.